0: FOREVER!
2: Anna. Hi, Andrew, and hey, everybody
1: else, and welcome to our podcast. Scary, Scary stories, stories to, to tell on the, on the pod. pod. It is a funny podcast. Okay, everyone, with me <laughs> about ghosts and Ghost. and scare things and weird things and things that people thought were happening that either turned out to be happening or turned out to be nothing. Okay,
2: <laughs> are we clear?
1: Are we clear? That's what the podcast is about, okay? And that's all it's about. It's a chatty podcast,
2: okay? And welcome, and we're so thrilled to have chatty fans who listen and who maybe chat themselves in their homes. Sometimes I do that when I listen to podcasts. I say things out loud to people who can't hear me, which in many ways makes me a ghost.
1: Yeah, Andrew, what sort of horror movie trope are you feeling like you are today? I definitely feel okay. like um woman in big empty house going, Hello?
2: That's a really good one. That's a really good one. I feel like I am um a, like a sound guy brought in by like a scientist and a spiritualist into oh, the haunted house. Yeah. And I'm always eating like a chicken wing or like a hoagie. And yep. I'm terrified.
1: You're, do you is, Are you someone who comes in as a like, well, I'm just here because I'm getting paid. I don't know about this stuff. And then yeah. you're like, yo, 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 yeah, by the end <laughs> yeah. of it?
2: Exactly. I explain how one machine works to a child, and then the next scene, I'm my face is scared right off.
1: You're you're like, hold on, there's something wrong with the machine. Hold on, no, this can't be right. <laughs> and it's that there's nothing wrong with the machine. It's just that there's a ghost. So that's you. And you know what, Andrew? I think those are our genders.
2: I do think so too. <laughs> I think maybe our ne- next year's Halloween costume, Anna, you should be woman in the house going hello, and I'll be sound guy eating a hoagie.
1: That is true. <laughs> um, well, Andrew, it's so good to be back with you. You've I'm so happy to have you back, Running Anna, around and I'm all sure over town with Katie Fishel, who we love.
2: <laughs> the best.
1: Well, Andrew, I'm not an heiress and you're not an heir...
2: Yeah, I'm not an heir.
1: Um, so we, we're not used to inheriting diamonds and millions, but I will say it feels like you and I have inherited the diamonds and millions of scary stories because... You and I are fortunate enough to receive so many funny, amazing ghost stories, and not funny ones, scary ones, and yes. weird stories from our listeners all over the planet, but mostly Poland and Australia. We don't know why. Mostly Poland, yes. We don't know why. Shout out to both of those places. Um, <laughs> but look, we it's so cool. We get these amazing listener stories that come in, and if you want to send yours in, you can send them to scarystorypod at gmail.com, and then maybe we'll read it. Um if you have any spam too you can send it there cuz we're getting a lot.
2: Oh yeah, we're getting a lot of spam. We're getting a lot of like your order is confirmed for 5000 boxes of storage peanuts. And we're yep. like, "Oh, but I can't be sure that I didn't do that if I'm being." Andre,
1: I have to tell you if anybody ordered that, it's you. <laughs>
2: Um, I know. I famously maybe predicted the uh, big pickle that our whole world was headed for. Um, in January of 2020, I accidentally ordered four 16-pack rolls of toilet paper. Oh, and uh, husband of the pod, Chris, was very upset with me because at the time we did not have much storage and he was like, I don't know what we're going to do with this. And in many ways, I feel I saved the comedy community of, um, of Los Angeles by being able to provide toilet paper when it was needed to individual friends.
1: Absolutely. You are a wiper.
2: <laughs> classically, classically I am known as a wiper. I know yep. some, I know that I really should get on board with, um, uh, what is it called? A, a bidet. I was about to say a beignet. That we have is a, a bidet
1: and there's something, please write in with either scary stories or bidet advice because Jason and I got a, a bidet by a bidet brand and it was great for a while and we were just hosing and squirting and (laughs) spitting and drying and drip drying and like absolutely blasting our assholes and then for some reason there's something wrong with it where it only shoots through my legs onto the floor and there's no way I'm like did my like butthole move or something because like oh my god and and there's like an adjustable thing where you can adjust the nozzle and it, ju- I'm so sorry for anyone who's eating or doesn't want That's to hear okay. about my bottle for some reason, but <laughs> <laughs> any way I adjust it, it's still absolutely up in the air.
2: That is, I think my biggest question is because, you know, everybody is different and do you need to adjust it? Be- like if you live with a significant other, if you live with, you know, roommates or multiple people, does everyone have their own placement that they need?
1: Yeah, I, I think so.
2: Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, if Bidet wants to be a sponsor and maybe give us some insight, we'd be more than happy. I, I, I feel, but I, I feel um, proper washing uh, after release is very much right for the oeuvre <laughs> of our podcast. <laughs>
1: People, we're all on the same page here.
2: <laughs> we're all trying to release, aren't we?
0: This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. What do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to download the new Bumble now.
1: Speaking of release, we need to give them what they need. Yes. And boy, we've had
2: like we have this amazing backlog. You all have been so wonderful about sending stories. Anna and I are having a blast reading them. Um and because we are now in still spooky season because as we know spooky is not seasonal uh, but we're in a season of family.
1: Mm-hmm. Um family, Anna, season.
2: family season. Family season classically seasonal. there is only one. Yes. yes. <laughs> family <laughs> is seasonal. If it's summer, I don't want to see you if you're blood related to me. Um and Anna, I've got a real humdinger today. Uh which it jumped out to me because the the subject line feels very much like um, a mysterious Reader's Digest story title, and I really like it.
1: Okay, great. I'm excited for it.
2: The subject line is My Family's Guardian. Oh. I mean, come on now.
1: Bring it. Ma'am,
2: huge fan of the pod, and have now started saying, I'm Alan, to my partner randomly, much (laughs) to his dismay. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm Alan. That cat. Uh Oh, we're jumping right in. The setting, a small farming town in southern Washington state. This is when my mom first started dating my dad in the early 1980s, I think. She went over to his house as they were going to do something. <laughs> okay, mysterious. Um, well, that's a story <laughs> I need to know. He told her that she would probably beat him in his parents' home, but that the back door was open. This was midsummer. And the screen door wasn't locked. This house was in the country and they never locked their door. As she walked up, she saw an older woman in a simple dress with her gray hair in a bun standing in the middle of the doorway behind the screen door, staring at my mom. At first, she thought it was my dad's grandmother, but she was too tall to be her. She happened to glance down and noticed the lady didn't have any
1: feet no and this is always happening this is always happening with ghosts
2: This is this always, is always
1: happening. happening with ghosts. <laughs>
2: How are you corporeal ankle up? What happened to the feet? We couldn't manifest the feet, ghosts? Don't. Um, this
1: is always Anna, happening.
2: But that's not even the end. She noticed the lady didn't, didn't have any feet and she could see through her, which is kind of on the mom,
1: I will okay, say. Okay, we're bearing the lead, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my she realized
2: this was a ghost and ran to her car <gasps> and locked the doors and waited until my dad and grandparents got home. They found her there looking scared. (laughs) And one of them said, oh, she must have seen her. The her was the ghost of their house. Apparently, the original owner had built this house for his second wife. They both were widowed. (laughs) I don't know why I like that detail. Uh, As if like, if they weren't, this would be a scandal. Um, While they were on a honeymoon in Hawaii in the 1950s, while on vacation, the wife got sick and passed away. She never saw the house finished, and the husband sold the house when it was completed to my grandparents because the memory of why he built it was too painful. All of my dad's side of the family knew about and had seen the ghost. Much later, myself, my mom, and my dad and brother moved in while our new house was being finished. My parents and grandparents didn't tell us there was a ghost in the house, but I remembered always smelling lavender in the hallways at night and seeing a shadow at the end of the hall in the shape of a woman and hearing footsteps in the hallway at night the whole time we live there
1: here's my question footsteps from what cuz you don't have any feet this is always happening
2: i know this is a great question anna we look for consistency in ghost theming and this is not on the gentle listener who sent the story this is on the ghost no
1: i consistent. just to be clear colton we are on your team I, yes. I like i i'm just i'm just talking about why no one's talking about this issue
2: Yes. Also, like I don't know. I guess my feeling about see-through ghosts who cast shadows is also kind of like, well, what are we doing here? What's the physics of
1: this? Now, do you, you think know? that casting shadows is the same thing as, um, like, uh, being a shadow?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, like, like um, yeah. My read like of the this old was Victorian that- people would call it a shade. That was what like a ghost that was like a shadow was spooky D yeah.
1: Wow. Something to think about.
2: Um, later my parents told us my mom's story and that the house was haunted by a friendly ghost that watched over the house and you could smell when she was around because there was a lavender scent when the ghost was around and that she walked the hallway at night, almost like she was patrolling making sure everyone was safe. Then just hard out. This is from Colton. He, him Colton. Mad respect for getting to the story fast, getting out, just letting us know the deal. It was I really plenty of it.
1: ghost at, at just the right cadence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Wow, this is wild! A
1: ghost with a scent. A ghost. This this doesn't always happen. This isn't That's true. always happening with ghosts. Yeah, they like sometimes it's a smell, and sometimes you just get a smell. Which I I have to be honest, Andrew. Like sometimes when people are like, I have a ghost story sometimes it would smell weird. I'm like, Mm -hmm. that is interesting. It's better than no ghost, but I always want more than a smell.
2: I feel so often the smell of a ghost is like cigar smoke, you know? And I think maybe that's just because we, by and large, most people living in the world today uh, don't know or don't come across the scent of cigars very often, as much as maybe they did in the 1940s so that when we get like a cigarillo scent or a cigar scent it is so evocative and we're like oh this must be supernatural you know
1: god yeah the, that's definitely like used to be a big thing and is not anymore mm-hmm. a smell from mm-hmm. the past
2: yes yes and i will say to me i i do love the scent of lavender now i think as a kid at a very formative time in my life um a teacher of mine randomly said at some point i was like 12 years old and um a teacher of mine was like oh I, I, like to all the boys out there like don't use lavender because it causes overdevelopment of breast tissue in oh. adolescent boys oh and i don't know why that stuck it i mean it's also it's like i i don't know it's not fatal you know it's not like the scariest thing in the world but that for some reason I, I was like, I gotta whatever lavender is. I gotta steer clear, you know.
1: God, even my, f- even my female peers don't want that yet. <laughs> I can't <laughs> yeah. handle that.
2: I oh know this God. is too much for me. What a strange thing it's to so- confide in children.
1: <laughs> I feel like teachers think that because kids aren't that capable, like maybe sometimes they'll forget stuff. But like, yeah, that she must have been like, mm, they gotta know something. I don't know if they're gonna learn anything I'm teaching them. But maybe. I know. Wow. I know. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about this, Andrew ghost smells. If you were a ghost, do you think that your ghost smell, what would it be? And do you think it would be what you smell like now? Or is there like more Mm. of a smell that represents you?
2: Okay. So, um, so Chris, I think would have a very clear sense of what my ghostly scent would be. And I feel like it would probably be a combination of like no frills, tide detergent, (laughs) um, Old spice deodorant. And like maybe because I'm baking very often and vanilla extract features pretty heavily into what I make. I feel like it would be a combination of those
1: three things. Definitely. Yeah, I would maybe, I would add in like, the smell of baking brownies because you always bake brownies. For oh, guests. yes.
2: I think that's, yeah, um, that's it. I,
1: like, this nice is very hand flattering. Soap, hand soap from, where do you get it from? Georgia. Stonewall Kitchen. Stonewall Kitchen.
2: Big Stonewall Kitchen fan.
1: They are not sponsors. They just wash our <laughs> hands. <laughs> that's true. Um, maybe a little sunscreen, just a little bit.
2: Oh, yeah. You got to be your will. Mean, with, with oatmeal Irish skin. You got to be careful.
1: You got to. Or oh, your husband, Chris, needs to be forced to put sunscreen on.
2: Yes. Oh, my God. I'm still trying to get him to the dermatologist. And he's Anna, gotta go. he just won't go. He just he's won't
1: gotta go. He's got to go. You got to trick he's, him.
2: He's leaning really heavily on on his mom's r- relatively limited Italian ancestry. And I'm like, it's, it, not, you, it's, you, not, it's not happening it's
1: for not you. It's not present, yeah. Chris.
2: Um, Now, Anna, what about your what about your ghost scent?
1: God, I guess it's sort of, I wear this one like perfume slash cologne a lot. Like, um, some kind of, like, men's cologne that's, like, a little unisex. I like that. Um, so, I feel like that. And, like, I'm always lighting candles. Yes. I think like the smell of, like, a candle that's just been blown out. <gasps> Anna, I love that. I'm, like, I don't know. Hopefully not unbrushed teeth. Sometimes I'm really worried <laughs> that I smell like that. I don't know. I do... Th-
2: I think being in your 30s is really a time when we all begin worrying about that. Something happens in the mouth.
1: <sighs> Something you know? happens in the mouth. We I, I've seen this TikTok girl who tapes her mouth shut at night. Is that going to help? I don't know. I have
2: what's so wild about TikTok trends is that on YouTube there are there are any number of doctors who are willing to fight to the death in support or in denial of that. Um but I have heard that that the drier your mouth is, the more bacteria has the ability to multiply. But I will say this, Anna, and I'm saying this as a friend. I have never, <gasps> ever noticed you having bad breath. Andrew. I really haven't.
1: Me neither for you. Wait, this is that huge. That is very You nice. don't understand. I like walk around with the knowledge of like anyone I'm talking to, they have in the back of their head, how do I get away from this person? Because they smell.
2: I know. This is – and uh, oh. early on in my relationship with Chris, we, we promised each other like if ever – there is the whisper of bad breath. We just need to let each other know because it's cruel to let that exist, you know?
1: You can't do um, it. Oh, what yeah. a relief. Thank you so much. Yeah, I ask my mom every couple of years. I'm like, does my fucking mouth smell? And she's like, yeah. <laughs>
2: like okay. That one time at church, um, my dad was like, uh, like, God, someone's breath really smells at church. And we were like, dad, it's your breath. And he needed oral surgery. <gasps> a tooth had no gone bad.
1: Yay, A tooth went bad. So it's just, bad. yeah, Good sometimes you bad. just,
2: Isn't that wild that they, we just don't know, like we become so acclimated to it that we just, this is why we need, this is why human beings need each other.
1: It is. Well, cause like you're used to like your whole life growing up as a kid, like you skin your knee and then it slowly gets better over time. You're used to like, if something goes wrong, it's going to get better. But then it's like, no, sometimes it's the sign of, um, the slow decay of time (laughs) and it's never going to get good again. Um, Yes. oh my God. Well, should we talk about some of the, the, the. Scary stories sit on the dark ghosts. If they had smells. Mm. This is great. Let's go through. I feel like Harold is the easiest one. He'd smell like hay, which I love that smell. Straw
2: hay. Like
1: drying out hay. I love that smell. And like probably copper, like pennies. Yeah.
2: That's really good. That's really good. Yeah. Um, I would say uh the haunted house ghost who Mm. is missing her finger knuckle. Yeah, what's she smelling? Um I'm gonna say like Dry, like old newspaper or like old books.
1: Yes. Oh, the smell of a missalette in church. Yes. Oh, oh I what is it? Love that smell. I guess it's like a combination of holy water smell, which I also fucking love so much.
0: I I absolutely.
1: I am a holy water smell apologist. It that smells is... addictive. What's going I, on there, I could like dab it on as perfume. I gotta. I actually am gonna become fully Catholic. Is I that the a... Holy
2: Spirit? Is that what's happening? Or do they I don't put know. like a little bit of oil I'm in sure it? Sure, there's.
1: Let me look it up. I'm sure there's like a, a an oil thing. Yeah, holy water. Yeah, that's a
2: really. But you're right in a combination of like holy water and old church missallets. Yeah,
1: the that's holy really good. water. Wait, hold on. Does holy water have a smell? It has a sweet, but not too sweet, floral scent mixed with what smells like wood. Wait no, this is a perfume. Hold on. Oh no! How is holy water different from regular water? Okay, several different types of holy water in Roman Catholicism. Some, for instance, contain only consecrated salt, while others contain anointing oil, wine, and even ashes. Each blend, so to speak, has a slightly different use. Water with salt is used in regular blessings. Um, Water with salt is used. uh, Sorry, water with oil is used in baptisms, and water with ashes and wine is used to consecrate churches interesting wow so i guess there has to be something else in it it just doesn't it mi- smell like it, salt
2: it might be you know how sometimes like um ocean salt has like like there is a particular sort of perfume to it
0: oh yeah
2: like it might be an element of that i don't know um or maybe it's just like the store ah uh, anna i have a theory what's that that holy water is very often like stored in like you know did your bible did, you, did your bible have a story did your church have like A gift shop, because mine sure
1: did. Oh, my God. It didn't, but I love that.
2: But, yeah, it was like there was truly a little gift shop, Um, and it was like the little bottles of holy water, I think, were stored kind of amongst the incense, and so maybe they were absorbing just a trace amount of that scent, but, like, it's vague enough, so it's not like, oh, that's incense.
1: Yeah, and then, yeah, I don't know what else. I just love that smell.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What are what are, what are the other go- – what about the Big Toe Ghost? What, what scent are we ghost thinking? Big Toe Ghost
1: definitely smells like bad, hot soup. Like if you've ever yeah. lived in an apartment with like seven other people or mm-hmm. like gone to – gone on a trip with someone whose like partner no one knows is like taking over the trip and like cooks a big, disgusting soup that like <laughs> – it definitely smells like that soup. It smells like – Ham that's hanging in the air, like dirt.
2: Ham is very much a
1: part of it for sure. Like smell, like a stinky smell, like if your sheets stink.
2: What – is there a scent? Is there a ghost scent that you would want? Like if you were to move into a place that was haunted and you ended up with a scent and you were like, oh, I'm so glad it was that one. Which one would it be?
1: Um, I mean, holy water would be – I guess that would be spooky because it's sort of, you know – Like, any ghost that involves Catholicism you think is going to be – like, you're going to have to hire somebody to help you out. Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I like – I mean, you know, different burny – like, smoky smells like Palo Santo Mm -hmm. and rose. I just like rose smell. I'm burning a rose candle right now. Do you know, Andrew, I'm burning a candle called Ghost Rose?
2: It's called Ghost Rose. I think
1: it's a kind of rose. Um, It's from Catbird, which is a jewelry store. They're not a sponsor. I'm just – Addicted to their candles.
2: Um, wow. I do love a good candle. I yeah, really
1: do. It's really good. What kind of ghost smell would you hope for?
2: I'm sure this is pretty basic. I love the smell of decomposing leaves. <gasps> Big fan of That's fall leaves. really
1: leaf smell. nice.
2: And so to like experience that, like I imagine experiencing that in like California or in Florida in a place where it's not happening.
1: Wow. And it would be like, oh,
2: that would be such a – I think I would appreciate that.
1: That is nice. Do you want me to bring you a big bag of leaves from New York <laughs> yes, when
2: I come out Yes. Here? On the carry-on, I want as many slugs in it as possible.
1: Okay. <laughs> and a cup of beer to rip its skin <laughs> up.
2: Um, that, that is – was it, that a part of your childhood too? The like, well, you can jump in leaves, but there are going to be slugs in there?
1: No. Um, sorry. I guess – I'm not like messed up or something. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, now I'm just thinking about putting cups of beer in the garden for the slugs to, I don't know, drink themselves to death. I don't know. But I have to tell you, Andrew, right now it is peak leaf season in New York. I've never felt straighter or more female than when I am telling my boyfriend to pose in front of good trees and say, hold still. And then I take pictures.
2: But Jason, I mean, you know Jason's season because I feel like Jason yes. would photograph incredibly well in fall in fall tones.
1: His face looks like autumn. He looked <laughs> he lumberjack boy. So, um, gosh. Well, speaking of leaves in the West Coast, I I love that this story is from Southern Washington State. Yes, because I feel too. like you don't you don't like you definitely hear about murders in Washington. You don't mm-hmm. always hear about ghosts. I feel like the Northeast kind of has a a stranglehold on. American ghosts.
2: Yes. I, I feel like I feel like the Pacific Northwest's ghost claim is really wrapped up in the ring. You know? Like Definitely. that's the image of the ring. I feel we, we think Ugh. of it as like um blue green tone, you oh, know, wet do. ghosts.
1: Yeah. Really scary. Um also like I have to say, dying on a honeymoon. I know. In Hawaii in the nineteen so fifties? I feel like that would have been very complicated. Yes, I do too.
2: That Anna, I can't believe you're totally right. I completely glossed over that. What a what a dramatic turn of events.
1: She never saw the house finished, and the husband sold the house when it was completed to my grandparents because the memory of why he built it was too painful.
2: That is so tragic.
1: Oh, it's so sad. I guess
2: I guess the like the, maybe the benefit is that. There, like, I'm I'm trying to find the silver lining of this very tragic situation. It's just not working, but it's like they, they did get married. They got the start of the trip, which is always the most exciting. (laughs) So, um, while all the sad stuff did happen, she got to see Hawaii. She got to see.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of, a lot of people from the mainland would love to die in Hawaii.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I guess I I don't think I really would not want to die on vacation. Certainly not. That's not um, it's on embarrassing. my.
1: Embarrassing. I don't want people looking it is at that. Embarrassing. You, it's also, it's like, like things
2: you don't like. I don't know. You're in the position where it's like you have to call the hotel, and you're like, "So I am dying. Could you recommend a good hospital to die at?" <laughs> like, hey. what conversation do you have?
1: Oh, so embarrassing. I mean, speaking of dying on vacation, you've got the um, maybe you'll remember. Yes, they probably smell like we get
2: frequent requests to recover that post COVID, which I just don't think Anne and I have the wherewithal to do.
1: I think we should and can.
2: (laughs) Oh, really? I have a thing where
1: I dive straight into the thing that really bothers me. Mm, If it like only bothers me, I avoid it forever to my own Mm -hmm. detriment. But if something Mm -hmm. is like the worst thing I can think about, I have to stare at it.
2: I, I do, That was kind of the process of watching The Exorcist for the first time, uh, for me oh. last month. Yeah, I was like, this held such a, I, I was held in such a thrall over The Exorcist as a kid. Right, and of yet course. I couldn't look at it. I couldn't think about it. I famously watched the opening credits of it at the Warrens, and I was like, we got to stop this. I can't do it.
1: <laughs> I am a child.
2: I am oh a child. My God.
1: So I, I miss the. I, it, were there parts of it like my experience watching it as an adult was like. Okay, well this isn't that scary. And then there were parts that genuinely I was like, I regret seeing that. I regret yes. seeing that. It was so shocking and scary.
2: I think to me, um I mean, weirdly, a lot of the medical stuff was the most disturbing. Oh yeah. You know, the that the when she gets like a, a CAT scan or something and it's just so it, like it the seventies are not that long ago, and yet it just seems so brutal and awful. Um not a what cat scan, it was the, something.
1: What happened or like Remember she gets she gets
2: like um like a deep, like blood spurts out of her neck. She gets a deep oh. needle put in her neck. And then it's like really loud, like slamming sounds. Oh. Um, that scared me. Oh, I also kid. don't, I don't like the lick part when she grabs the mom. I, that I was like, oh, this is too much for me.
1: I think my brain allowed me to ignore it. So let's just keep it cruising. Yeah,
2: we're going to forge <laughs>
1: Um, The other thing I wanted to say, oh, we've talked about this before. We're like, you're. Our parents' generation and their parents' generation are so um, – they're such realists. They're very down to earth. Mm-hmm. But then it's funny, their relationship with the supernatural by and large – I mean, people are individuals, not everybody. But yes. like overall, <laughs> like, no, of course I don't believe in ghosts. Well, that place has a ghost. It has a ghost. But we don't <laughs> yes. talk about it. Like the I... matter of fact, whatever attitude about real ghosts existing, it's like yes. they're not dwellers. They're not going to like – Perseverate over it. They're just like, yeah, there's a ghost. Why would I tell you,
2: Anna? That is, I love whenever you've talked about your mom being like, well, no, that's ridiculous. I'm not, but yeah, that place has ghosts for sure. Like, but because that that is so familiar to me in my family, you know.
1: God, of course. Very,
2: very matter of fact, not loosey goosey people being like, oh yeah, that's the plate that floats. Okay, well, let's just move on. Yeah, just
1: don't eat off it. Get a paper towel. It's just a sandwich. <laughs> oh my god. Also, like. Trying to identify the identity of a ghost I find very scary where it's like, is that my dad's grandmother? Mm, Mm -hmm. No, she was short. She's too tall. Oh, she's floating.
2: Yes. No feet. This came up with a story that Katie told last week in a video that she shared. Ghosts, I'm I'm acting as your PR person. I feel like some of you need to have feet because this is getting a little crazy.
1: You need feet. I'm just going to say you need feet. I think mm-hmm. they understand what we're saying. Yeah, if there's yeah. any ghosts listening to the podcast, definitely like get in touch.
2: Yeah, I feel probably. I mean, if the movie White Noise is to be believed, ghosts live over the airwaves.
1: I can't wait. I can't wait um, to meet one. I also have to say that if it is the ghost of the woman who died on vacation, it's nice that she got she got to the house.
2: I love that. Yeah. I love that because you know, and this is uh, this is sort of um opening up a nice possibility for me, which is like um. A ghost dying on vacation, I have a feeling probably like you, you want to go home and so it's great to be able to go home. Wouldn't it be great if um, if you died in a house, you weren't stuck in the house, you could still go on vacation as a ghost?
1: Wow, that should be the rule. Although I feel like when you die in a house, you stay in the house. How I know, do you, which is what? How do you get to be that- a ghost who goes on vacation? Um,
2: I. To me, it's like I think I wish that the ghosts had like a week every year. Where it was like, you can go to one location, you know, it's not going to be, you know, a five star affair, no, sure, but certainly. like you can see some new spots, you might be able to sit in a restaurant, take in some smells. Um, I mean, honestly, that kind of feels like half of our LA friends, you know, do that already <laughs> before pilot season. <laughs> certainly.
1: <laughs> oh, you gotta. I mean, look, what is it? You die on a plane, you get to go?
2: Oh my gosh. I didn't even think about the concept of a haunted plane, Anna. That would be very scary. No, but if you die on the plane,
1: plane, you get to go places. Like you're not on the plane.
2: Okay. okay, Because if you die at home, then you're at
1: home. If you die on vacation, you're at home. How do you get on vacation?
2: If you died when you were packing for vacation, you get to go on vacation. Like you're in your house, but you're packing. Then it's like if the suitcase is open and there is an article of clothing in there, if your dop kit is in there, you're going to get to travel as a ghost. I'm making that rule. That's fair. Thank you. Um, Anna, well, first yes. of all, Colton, thank you so much for this very scary story. Thank I love you so this much, Colton. family lore and hope you're having a very spooky November. Um, but Anna, before we go, did anything spooky happen to you this week?
1: <gasps> Andrew, I love that question. <laughs> um, I certainly spooky things have happened. I've had a lot of like, just like dementia things happening where I, go to say a certain word and say absolutely a different word. Um, oh, it's a
2: grab. Yeah.
1: It's a big grab. Or like, I'll say like, um, like not, I can't remember what it was, but it was something like, oh, my knife died. I mean, phone. <laughs> like, oh, n- I think that's like a classic sign of something, but I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> my knife
2: died. Like, that's the problem. That,
1: it was yeah, it was like but on that level where it was like another single syllable word that's like I guess a physical object, but I yeah. not not related, not the same. <laughs> doesn't sound alike.
2: Still a tool. Um, so you're in that world.
1: What about you, Andrew? Has anything spooky happened to you?
2: Okay, Anna. Yesterday I bit the bullet. I watched a movie that ruined my damn life when I watched it at the age of eight on the Superstation. Um, I watched Poltergeist three, which is kind of famously like a bad movie. It's very tragic in that um, Heather O'Rourke who played Carol Ann in the, in all three Poltergeist films, um, very suddenly, very unexpectedly uh, died in production, I believe. Um, And she's like such a charismatic performer. It really is incredibly sad. But the plot is cuckoo bananas. um, But the special effects are next level frightening. I I don't think there's anything. There's no ILM happening. I believe almost every effect is like in camera. That's
1: cool. Um,
2: And it's all about mirrors. It's that Carol Ann gets sent to uh, live with her aunt and uncle in Chicago to go to a school for the gifted and emotionally disturbed. Okay. Um, and uh, the the school doesn't believe her. They think that she's just a master at mass hallucination at, like, getting other people, like, hypnotizing other people into believing scary things are happening around them. Um, but it... I just remember very clearly a couple scenes that I was like, this... Th-. It... It it was the most humiliating thing in the world. It was summer vacation. Um, Our family friends were visiting. They had a cool son who I was trying to impress. Mm -hmm, Um, Of course. We watched Poltergeist on Superstation. I was like, I am really fine with this. It is a PG-13 movie. I've seen Tommy Boy. I can handle PG-13 things. Um, And sure enough, there is a scene in which um, Zelda Rubenstein, who plays Tangina, the, the psychic... Um, gets touched by a mere man, and she's instantly killed and turned into a mummy. And she falls oh. to the ground, and then a teenage girl claws her way out of the mummified corpse, oh. screaming. Oh! And I what? was expecting it to look pretty dumb. This is a PG thirteen film, Anna. I was expecting it to look pretty basic, Anna. This was a truly chilling, harrowing image to see.
1: It sounds awful, and I also don't like that for that character.
2: No, I, well, she's a ghost for the rest of the movie, so she's you know she's okay. She's still around. Um, but uh, but the teen, the teen who claws her way out of her corpse, uh, Lara Flynn Boyle.
1: You have to be kidding! No, I have to say her. that, that as an origin story for a Lara Flynn Boyle, I believe yes <laughs> isn't that just on an energy is, level she is
2: screaming coming out of the dead body and anna here's the twist the the bod the Laura boyle that comes out of the uh, comes out of Zel- zelda rubenstein is not her it is her mirror image ghost and she is still trapped in the mirror and that to me
1: is scary that is scary
2: yeah very chilling it. film yeah and it's a lot of um the actor who played like Reverend Kane, who's the scary guy in the second movie, had died after the second movie, and so they brought in a new guy with makeup to make him look like the scary guy, and that's not so great, but when you see him from a distance in the mirror, it is very scary, very effective.
1: Oh, Andrew, it sounds scary,
2: yeah, I have to say it was far more chilling than I was expecting it to be, uh and I might upload a couple clips onto social media because boy. Tangina's reveal in this movie is very satisfying. It's like she (laughs) something scary is happening to Carol Ann. It cuts to a tea party that Tangina is having with two elderly friends. But she is spaced out and she's just pouring her tea and it's overflowing out of the cup. And one of her friends is like, Tangina. And then she snaps out of it and goes, they found her. They found
1: her. You finish your tea.
2: I've got to go. And then she rushes (laughs) off. And I was like. This is a perfect way to get out of any social obligation.
1: Just say they found her, they found her. Oh my and
2: God. then I got to go. <laughs> I got to actually got to go. Like... <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my spooky thing this weekend. Huh?
1: Oh my God, Andrew. Good, good job. I'm proud of you. That sounds scary and you did it. Hey,
2: thank you very much. And I'm proud of you for making it through another week as a uh, as a successful, wonderful comedian.
1: That is, I don't know how to react to praise. Yeah, them. there's no, there's Spiraling. no way. I'm sorry. Thank you for saying that. Help. <laughs> Help. Help. Help.
2: Um, Colton, thank you again. Uh, and everybody else, get, get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced
1: by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever
2: Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.